So, hello. Hello. Nice to see you back. We're getting some sort of continuity here. Two episodes in two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody call the fire brigade because I'm on fire. That'll be enough for them. And we'll see you all again in June. It's just in time for summer when everyone... Everyone wants to be out and about. Goes out, goes on holidays, doesn't listen to podcasts, but you know us. Podcasts are hard, man. They feel pointless some of the time. Do you know, um, Nevin keeps uh, saying, let's do a podcast, let's do an episode, and then just keeps not showing up. I feel like maybe he doesn't (laughs) like me. It's kind of like having... It's hard, I think. Someone who's really keen on messages, and then you try to get a date, and it's always a reason. Oh, I got covid Oh, um, my uncle fell down the stairs and I need to help him with his crutches. It's just, my I, bathroom's no done. I just think, who cares? And then I think, oh, I can't be bored because nobody's going to listen. It's pointless. But that, but the stats show otherwise. People <laughs> listen People listen when we don't even release anything. Who are these people? Psychopaths. See what it is? See, because I'm, I'm not on the social media anymore. I think there's a disconnect. And I we just assume have, we just we do this. and We don't have a social media. But not. It's deactivated. Is <laughs> it? Yeah, I thought you had it back up. I got running. it back, and I was like, "Well, this has never come back. I'm no wasting my time with five thousand followers." Oh no, sorry, we follow five thousand people. So every day <laughs> I go on there and try and remove fifty. <laughs> How many days would that be? Uh, a thousand days? Aye. <laughs> no, wait, no, a hundred days. Yeah, a hundred days. Uh, that's no still a long time. <laughs> It's still quite a long time. Half a, a third of a year just removing people that you've followed. <laughs> Not even relevant people. Just uh, I, I've never seen an Instagram full of more junk than that. <laughs> that, that feed is literally just random, like middle-aged women uh. who's like and showing their kids off. I, I don't even like seeing people on nose kids. Never mind <laughs> random people's uh. kids. Oh, it's little Lucy's six-year-old birthday. Woo! I know, man. They may follow so many random people in that. I know. It's the only way I could think to get I'll the reactivate listeners it. up. I'll reactivate it so that people know there's episodes coming up. No, there's some gold coming up. Yep, 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 yep. Um, <laughs> so what are we going to talk about today? A, a really good topic. A doozy. I, I think it's, it goes back into our good topics at, like this time last year. Porn. Mm. Oh, 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 the good and bad of porn. Juicy. Interesting topic, isn't it? Juicy. Aye. Certainly these days. What do you want to start with, good or bad? Um, well, let's start with the good, because I, I, I think... You just rhyme off the top of your head. <laughs> it's going to be easy. No, I think the good's going to be hard to sell. I think good's... I haven't prepared any good. Right, you get I'll, some good? I've, I've got one good that I can think of. Right. But this comes from a more... like it, it really It comes from when I was a kid. So things have developed since then. But when I old now, man. Yeah. So when I was a kid, uh, porn would have gives you a understanding of a little bit. Like, obviously, this is this, this will go into the bad. Going to say but, a lot about your sex life, but it gives you an understanding of what is expected for the first time you have sex. It, it, like moderately speaking, from the basics of where it goes, how it goes in, yeah. and what you kind of do. Because I'll tell you something. I'll let you into a little secret here. See, when I was like. I don't know, young. Let's just go really on. Like 10 years old. Three. I used to think <laughs> that the vagina came out like a clam and, <laughs> went, and went over the penis. Ugh, Not clam. like, you know, because it's got lips. The lips would come out and clamp over the penis. 
rather than the penis going inside the vagina. And that shows you how good the sex education is in school. Oh, sex is non-existent. So, no. Well, when we were at school, non-existent. Primary school, I got nothing. High school, we got that class where you put a condom on the plastic thing. I the most pointless class ever because nobody no, wanted no, to no do one it. used condom. No, right? no, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh jeez no nothing in primary except this is a penis this is a vagina I don't think I can remember I think we got that because I remember everybody laughing about it like oh, penis I've got a penis uh, in in high school absolutely nothing except how to put a condom on not then what you do with your dick after it's got a condom on it and uh, keeping it hard putting the condom on oh mission <laughs> um, just fumbling uh, but like so I'd say porn was good in the sense of well it, you knew you understood it's good and bad and that's very it's the anatomy yeah you understand anatomy kind of what's expected oh I get that his dick's supposed to be 19 inches and rock hard aye, aye. and it's supposed to go in and out no, 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 we're and not out. going to bad yet we're talking about good no, come that's on good. That, <laughs> that's my favourite it gives you it also gives you an escape if you've had a stressful day you've not got a girlfriend you've not got an outlet to have sex and you and you don't have you have not built up an a, a, a catalogue of imagery in your head of memories where you can use mm-hmm. you can have a stress release escape the reality and kind of because masturbating is good uh, Tyson Fury came out today and said that the reason he's successful is because he has seven wanks a day seven wanks a day so but it is an escape it's a release and there's there's a lot of like articles out there that say that like masturbating like extends your life like like it, it releases all the endorphins and the hormones and i don't think there's any doubt of that but like see see here i pretty much would say that's it for porn is that too bold to this we're six minutes in and that's it that's all i can think of that's good about porn right okay another one um it allows people to live out their fantasies without hurting their loved ones maybe so say if someone had a fantasy of a threesome but you're not going to say to your missus oh I want a threesome because that's going to break her heart. You you're allowed a, a release, but you could argue, but you could argue that that's thing. Right? Yeah, so we'll, I'll go into we, this. We, right? we, can, we can get into the bad. I need to make notes you, because you're getting into the bad too fast. Because there's load. Everything that I'm saying is good. There's a, obviously a bad to it. There's yeah. more bad. There's a hundred percent more bad. This is a totally biased podcast. It also <laughs> gives people a career. <laughs> they think about all the porn stars out there. I don't know if porn stars are happy, but like. A lot of people with porn stars probably wear sex work. Well, this is a big generalization, but a lot of sex workers will probably like prefer to be a porn star than a sex worker. So it gives people an opportunity to exploit that route rather than being a quite a vulnerable person in society. I, I can't. This is too hard because I just want to tell you all the bits that count on your point. Um, it makes so think about the documentary on Disney at the moment, uh, Pam and Tommy about Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee. And it made uh, the guy who released that tape rich. (laughs) This is thin. It is thin because I can't really think of many things because personally my view is quite straight to the the negative. So that that sort of takes us into your probably, I think what was one of your first points of seeing a bit of paper was that it's absolutely insane that we can't really think of, like, let's be honest, a single good thing. Yeah. That doesn't have some sort of also negative attached to it. Yeah, the, yeah. But yet, everyone watches it. Everyone's obsessed with it. It's the most viewed thing on the internet. Then think about it. It's kind of like uh, social media. It's kind of like Instagram. 
like everything that you say was good has also got a very bad side. That's true, but this, but I, well, I suppose so. You know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah, get, but at least it gives people a stress release, an outlet from the realities of life. Yeah, but people could find genuine bonds on it and stuff like that, um, genuine support. The, the the only problem, I guess, is it's it's got a very very dark side, a very very seedy. But so that's just what I mean. We we all look. Well, that there's a reason that social media isn't a a social taboo, and porn is. You don't discuss. We oh, cracking porn last night. It was a bell man. Yeah, you don't really at all. It's because it's a taboo, though. It's because we. I think it's it is worse than social media in terms of its effect, but yet. I re- I think more people watch porn than are on social media. I think it would surprise you how many people watch porn. I think. What you mean, less or more? No, more. Like uh, that's like what I yeah. The like men and women, because obviously for years there's been a little bit of double standards that like it's seen more taboo for a woman to watch porn, but they should watch porn much as porn as, as guys. Absolutely. Um, watch more. Watch watch more, just as much, anything <laughs> you want. But yeah, you're right. There's very few positives that come to my mind other than stress release a quick moment of fantasy um get porn stars careers so they can exploit their their big penises um yeah but that's it but yet we're all well, well everyone listening to this it. has seen it and watches it and like you say it's the most searched thing in the internet why because people want the pleasure. People seek that pleasure. People seek that fantasy. People want to see something or do something new. Because think about it back in the day. Like if you lived in a small village, you only had a small pool of people you would see. Whereas nowadays, you could see, you, you most people will have seen thousands of people naked in all their different shapes and sizes and experience the sex they're having. People are fantasy. Like think about in Amsterdam, they have live sexuals. People are intrigued and want to see how other people do it. The biggest problem with that is the fact it's so fake. So there is ethical porn. Because mm-hmm. I listened to a, a podcast uh, with the, um, Harry Jowsey and he was with a guy called, da- his stage name was Damien, Damien Dice. Long cock. So, so he was, yeah, he's a porn star and it's on this porn channel called Belisa or something like that. And it's an ethical porn where it's real orgasms, real like sex, real connection, real kind of positions not like ridiculous things happening it's real time spans so that's trying to like like get to a place where the porn stars a are choosing the people they're having sex with so it's not that Mm -hmm. seedy side they are consenting to everything that's taking place because that's what we'll get into later because i watched the lufu documentary the other night about it oh i've not seen that and it's more real and the, the only problem with it is still that everyone on it's got a massive penis the women are like shredded, the men are shredded, they're all really, really attractive. So it gives people a wee bit of insecurity, but I guess that is a, as positive it can be, it gives people an out and a, a, a chance to dream of an like virtual reality, dream of something completely different from their life, get them away from it and explore that. Mm-hmm. And see, and also allows people to see things that they might like, they might not have known about. Because we're like, where did you get your like fantasies and the things that you wanted to try and the positions and stuff from? Is it through word of mouth or is it through porn, do you think? Well, it's not going to be through word of, word of mouth. <laughs> no, I tried that last night. You want to you get your missus to try it? 
Uh, you know what I mean? So like, no, I, I do get that they probably expands your mind into to what's acceptable. But if porn wasn't there, would we be doing these things in private anyway? Maybe. Yeah, because camera sutras existed for yeah a long hundreds of years. So, well, so what's our first sort of bad then? The big. So I I think the we'll big one is segments. Right. Okay. The, keep it structured. I think the it's hard because they all kind of interlap. I we can. Just P- porn addiction. Porn addiction. Be- and do you mean like a chronic addiction or do you just mean that every man's sort of like, I can't wank now without looking at porn? Both. Okay. So the, the first point is like people who are obsessed with it, that people that um, affects their own sex life, they're not having sex, they're not able to get hard in their relationship because all they are thinking about is unrealistic goals in a porn video yep. where... The woman is in a ridiculous position or really uncomfortable. They're going for hours. Um, they, they, the man's got the, the largest penis you'll ever see. Like, ridiculous stamina. Like, all these elements are very, very unhealthy and create a, like, fake reality of when you come to have sex with someone that you, you meet because not every person wants that type of sex and you might go into it being too aggressive too full on and the woman is like not consented not doesn't want that at all and vice versa the man might not be wanting that or be able to do what a porn star could do who's a paid actor who's very good at his job so yeah so the the so the issue i've read about most in relation to this is that it's like a high it's like a drug high yeah once you get it Nothing will ever stimulate you as much except more drugs, a greater dosage of that drug. You just go more extreme part. So you go more extreme. And that is genuinely the pattern that, that is observed, is that you actually just do get more extreme because you become desensitised to it. And you get more and more and more extreme and you begin chasing like the real out there stuff. Dark fantasies. Do you think that's where rapists and people who have like early fantasies of committing rape actually first explore you know how they say yeah. like serial killers first explore by like killing animals yeah do you think rapists and serial rapists first explore that kind of fetish that dark fantasy through like the, the kind of hard dark kind of porn yeah i i, I wouldn't i don't think them all but i certainly think yes yeah, definitely a contributing factor um and what it does for that person is it normalizes it and like you say for younger people it blurs the line between well reality and and sort of this online fantasy and i think for that person it normalizes it to the extent that they see it as well a, a pleasure that i have a right to that's okay yeah like, it's okay to expect that and yeah there's other that. people doing it online i can view it every day it's commonplace it's in the categories it's not even hidden you don't even need to go looking for that you can although i think they have removed it from a lot of them now so, so removed I, that category. I, I wouldn't possibly know <laughs> <laughs> i think it's like first and foremost in a relationship context it's such a it can really damage a relationship sex life because because of those very factors you're talking about like the guy is chasing something that the guy or a woman are chasing things that are not real yeah. and they expect them to be able to happen in their own relationship yeah and relationship have the 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 issues of life and working a, a seven hour day and coming home being tired like right. not having free time away from your children or or like not having the luxury of a 12 inch cock 
<laughs> you know, like those the, those kind of elements that I think are very detrimental if you watch it too frequently. Well, so so that the thing. So I'm, I'm gonna plug a book because I like plugging. Yeah, books. you like plugging books because right, he's a nerd. It's called. Even you would like it. It's, See, even the the audio even, version. Even I would like the book. It's only like three hours long, right? Only three hours. Right, maximum. Think of the podcasts you listen to that are longer than that. Mm. Consecutively, right? It's called How to Think More About Sex. And they talk about porn. Porn's a big, huge section of that. Um, and the main sort of thing he talks about there is that see as you watch porn, See, the minute that you look up a fantasy that you've never done with your partner, yeah, you're now got a double life, right? And you may bring it into the, the relationship, you might, but generally, you typically tend to not to. And what you do is you sort of go down that rabbit hole and like that, like everybody, it gets, you need more and you need more and you need more extreme and you need more and you get so deep down this rabbit hole that you now have two different sets of sexual tendencies. One that you believe is safe and it can be like sort of socially explored with your partner and one that is secret and that itself is a huge barrier within the sex life of that relationship because you now have a totally different set of things that turn you on and why would this turn you on this sort of like normal maybe even more average basic sex at whatever level it's at will never compete with what you can find down that rabbit hole and that was a big issue that is experienced in relationships and there's a lot of relationship counsellors talking about it and how that rabbit hole is very, very, very damaging for your, your relationship life because you, you just cannot get... If you're not talking to your partner about it, then you can only go to the porn site to get it. Yeah. It's the only time you can ever explore that is if you're on your own away from your partner, which is obviously detrimental. And the idea within the book was to, well, talk to them. If you have a fantasy explore it with your partner ask them how they feel about it but obviously that takes a very caring and trusting relationship that, which that, not that, everyone has yeah that, that'd be very difficult to do in a relationship because what happens if the person's fantasy is like 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 a threesome or like a gangbang what was the what was the, the, the woman in the relationship wants like a bukkake <laughs> wants a bukkake gangbang she wants five guys how the hell do you talk to your partner about that? Because that is that's a that's a difference between a fantasy like that you can explore in your own sex life and actually doing your own relationship. Because it takes a different type of person to be able to open for their their partner to ha- like like be like. It's basically, you have to have an open relationship. Yeah, but it doesn't. I but like it's not poly, like a that. poly relationship. Well, I suppose the ideal scenario though in that case is to go. Well, I obviously, understand that, but there's obviously nothing we can explore. Like, there's nothing you can do about that, really, is there? I mean, where else can you go? I'll phone. I'll phone Gary. <laughs> yeah, we'll I know. Get like, him it, round. It, I mean, obviously that's extremes. So, like, I guess you're right. They could explore that, but people find it very, like, especially in the UK, people find it very difficult to talk about like sex and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like people are quite prude. Like they can't. Well, I don't know. If you, how do you even address like? Because people I suppose get offended. The concept has been honest from the very start, which is too late for a lot of people maybe listening to this. But you've got to be open from the start. Because you can't, four years into a relationship, just spring a wild fantasy in somebody because it sort of maybe generate maybe a, a bit of insecurity. Aye, well, 
that might generate a bit of insecurity yeah. of like, oh, so you've been thinking about this, you've not talked to me about it. I think you need to get this like out of the way. Or, or maybe, it, or maybe it's a case of the don't couple. start with pissing in the mouth, just build. No, but the couple like explore porn together. Maybe that's the healthy avenue where they explore. What, I think that's true. Where yeah, they explore what are they like. Obviously, I don't believe that that's needed in every relationship. But it's a case of if somebody really wants to try new things and they're, they're dissatisfied with their own sex life they might explore porn together as a couple and that's when they get ideas of trying different things yeah i think so um, yeah. that's hard it's hard though that can be equally as hard these discussions aren't easy like see no. to bring it up for the first it's not going to be easy but i guarantee your partner will be happier that you told them and said look i've told you because i don't want to go away and like develop this sort of like fantasy myself and have to do it without you i'm sort of being open and i'm being vulnerable and i'm telling you about something that i'm thinking about and surely you would rather know that than not know it what, what do you think about like like because some people wouldn't be ha- like some get, people are not happy with their partner like watching porn like behind their back and stuff like that they think it's like weird. what do you think of that do you think that's just do you think that's it shouldn't be a problem because you're it's not like some people view it as a form of cheating well i think cheating's too far but i i understand if someone says um i don't fancy you watching porn because i'd rather you talk to me about it but that's the ideal scenario if someone's to say don't watch porn and also don't talk to me about any of your disgusting fantasies then that's a, that's not going to work it's not feasible because you've, you're a human being you're gonna think of stuff and if you think about it you've got to deal with it rather than just push it to the side or go down that rabbit hole because it's difficult because what happens if you've got a brunette uh girlfriend and all your porn history is blondes <laughs> how do you like even address it because they're gonna they're gonna take it personal and they're gonna think you want to go with someone that's blonde and it's it's nothing to you it's literally just a you're just searching anything but you must have a preference for that then surely if you're searching it that's a trickier conversation i think you know because that's that's what i mean i mean like that's why people don't have that conversation because they they don't want to but i think there's a way you could word that i think there's a way you could word that like look i i like variety and like i know this sound you're gonna laugh at this right because it sounds stupid but i know of people who like wear different wigs when they have sex because like it changes like that element of like it's it's just, it's you're still doing up. it with your partner it's, it's still your it partner it feels different a little it's, bit it's the same way as they get dressed up nice for a date one yeah. night you don't go oh well i'm not going to get dressed up because that's basically you imagining someone else no not at all it's just you, you've made a big effort for you me. have to be very mature and open about the conversation I, yeah. and not be take things personal and that's i that's that's probably a benefit of porn because it allows people to explore things without hurting people's feelings i know we're saying that you should talk to them but it does allow someone to explore different routes and and be innocently doing that and healthily doing that without hurting someone's feelings because some people are more sensitive and wouldn't take kindly to you saying i've been watching this i would like to try that you know what i mean that's you don't need to say i've been watching it but you could say like why don't we mix it up why don't we that's that's the nature of it and and the fact there is a a trend going on on the more extreme side of this called no fab and what they do fap f-a-p f-a-b F-A-B. No fab. No fab? No fab. Surely it's fap. No fab. Now you're making me doubt myself. Because fapping's having a chug. It must be no fab then. Let's see. No fab's just staying off the dating website. No fab. No 
fap. I'm going to Google no fap. Yes, no fap. You're right. I've wrote B and it meant P, right? No fap. No fap. And it's basically a trend where people are giving up masturbation. It's got Wikipedia. Yeah, giving up, <laughs> giving up their masturbation to improve their testosterone yeah. and be harder for their partner, be more present. It's saying there's like loads of benefits in terms of their ability to concentrate and all this stuff, right? And that's a very extreme version of, of it. And I can see why that would work because you'd be more aroused for a natural situation because your mind's not filled with all this fake your, stuff. Your threshold's lower yeah. and more normalised. You're ready to blow at any point just of the constantly day. constantly hard. It's like American <laughs> Pie where you're just like, anything will set you off. Aye. Like she just moved, oh, oh, gone. But it's an, that's an interesting concept that people think have is, got so addicted that they need to totally, it's like out, like being an alcoholic and just, no, I'm not doing it anymore. Hi, I mean, see if you've got a good enough relationship with your partner and your sex is good enough and frequent enough. I don't see why yeah, that I, isn't I, quite I, a good I agree. I, I think thing. that you, you I think you can easily live without porn if you have a good enough relationship. Yeah. It does rely on openness though. So see, Evan, we were talking about it relies on being very honest with each other and being quite accepting of like, mm, that's maybe no for me, but... Yeah, because it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very personal thing. Yeah. Um, and here, like... I, this is an area that I found interesting. There is a little bit, like, there is double standards between men and women um, in the sense that it's a lot more expected that men watch porn than the women. Mm-hmm. Um, the, so I, I was listening to a podcast and the podcast was about a girlfriend caught her boyfriend search, like he saw his search actually was gay porn. Yep. And the kind of conversation was, is he gay? And the answers, like the, the, the women panel, you know, was like that, well, that's double standards because no one thinks uh, if a, a straight woman watches lesbian porn that she's straight away gay. And it got me thinking because it's true. It is double standards because no one blinks an eyelid. Uh, and maybe that's because, in my opinion, women are more attractive like in terms of the genders. Um, <laughs> I think most sexes. girls agree with you, uh, to be honest. It's, women are much more like beautiful to look at in terms of their figure and like their hair and their eyes and their face and everything like that. Um, but no one blinks an island thinks oh like she must be gay because she's watching lesbian porn but it's, uh, but it's totally taboo if a guy watched gay porn I myself have never watched gay uh, porn too defensive uh, too defensive <laughs> shit they've caught me <laughs> um, but but should a, a guy should be able to explore and, and oh, be yeah. sexually aroused whatever he wants doesn't necessarily mean he's one thing or the other does it well, that, uh, I don't really know like I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm just trying to think like why would it not? Why would it straight away no one like? It's the same way when you were younger, when your 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 friends and you know the girls would kiss each other and like night out. Guys would never kiss each other on night out. <laughs> and when when you when you watched the, the girls kiss each other on night out, you thought it was hot. But if you kissed, I remember one of our friends, two of our friends kissed like just the lips, really drunk, not a thing. And one of the the, the guys' girlfriends like went a complete mood woman and said he was gay. And she, and she had just kissed a girl and that's the sort of things that's interesting because there is double standards out there and I'm like I'm intrigued by the whole inner psyche of is that a, not just an old fashioned thing that's brought through I think it's an old fashioned um, sort of patriarchy male dominated society male or masculine type thing that's maybe dragged through yeah, that folk it, just can't let go, let go of it. like no we're kind of like no I'm not watching it no because it's just an interesting thing that, and that leads me to probably to my next point. Like, so guys watching uh, 
like straight guys watching gay porn. What like do you not think it's um porn is very bad in the sense of I, sh- I shouldn't have said that leads me to the next point because it's not they're really not really related, but <laughs> a reason like a really dark side of porn where there's so the Louis Fury documentary where porn stars are basically forced to do what they don't want to do, forced to do anal scenes, forced to have gay sex when they don't want to have gay sex, like manipulative tactics just to get the video and like like the Ron Jeremy, the the famous porn uh, star, yeah, like yeah. he's got many like allegations against him of like so, rape and stuff like that. And that's what you don't see in the forefront of what you're watching, the circumstances behind it. And should everybody take a step to be more ethical with their porn they watch? Well, yeah, but I think the biggest um, issue with that is that porn just now is free anywhere you want to get it. And see these ethical porn sites, they are behind paywalls. And who's paying? Yeah, who would pay? the, the thing is, money talks, sadly, and... See if something's free. It's like pirate movies. You're never going to stop it because if it's there and it's going to save me a bit of money, they'll do that. Plus, there's a taboo with porn that you don't want porn bills turning up on your bank statements. On yeah, like a bank. I don't know how banks look at mortgages, but I guarantee it's probably no the best thing to see <laughs> is that like I oh, subscribe to three porn sites. This boy, it he's makes addicted. you look. Whereas actually, no, he's actually been quite ethical and he subscribes to ethical porn sites, but. It's just it, I don't know the I don't know the path back from that, but because things are so free. See, I haven't watched the Louis through, so explain to me. See, when they say that they're forced, obviously I know that that's the case. But in the documentary, how are they framing the forced? Is it so the, physical force or manipulative force? Manipulative. Pressured. So there's a money. There's a video behind the scenes of the guy, and he's in Hungary. He's a French producer, and he's got a few like raps against him. And it's just basically him talking to one of the girls. And he all, he always does anal scenes. And it's always the girl's first time. It's a strange niche that he wants. Uh, and he, he he does basically... He's basically like convincing her, saying like, you won't get paid if, if we don't do this anal scene. I'm not that big. It won't be that sore. It's just the tip we need to get in. And then we're fine after that. Like, just relax. Just like... Not she's saying no, I don't want to. It hurts, it stings. No, I don't want it. No, I don't want to. I'm not enjoying it. And he's like continually trying to manipulate her to do it. Whereas, if that was just a stand, that's that's rape. That's like he's just she's not consent. She's saying no, and he's trying to convince her mm-hmm. otherwise. Yeah. Um. And he, especially as a producer, he's a producer. He's a producer, and he's a the actor so it's ridiculous that he's, he's like allowed to do that and you're seeing it so like explicitly like and he's just blind to what he's doing and, and that's the thing that's behind porn like all this fake reality fake orgasms fake everything yeah so how can a couple or a person truly have be truly be able to speak to their partner or like as a couple develop that when it's all fake you can't mm-hmm. you can't how can you possibly compare yourself to people who are having sex on a pool table where the in unnatural positions where the face is just grinding on the, the the turf of the pool table the guy's got about four viagra pills in him <laughs> you know what i mean like that's not a like that's not fair to compare your relationship no, to that i know and the girl's like the guy's taking pills where he, he ejaculates more and the, the girl's like 
peeing, squirting everywhere. Like these aren't really realities of normal relationships. And I think that like young people would be easily influenced that they should expect that. And that's not the expectation of a true relationship and a, a couple that love themselves. They don't do that every night. Just on Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a huge, huge, huge problem is 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 how young people are going to grow up with this like we grew up with at least we had the internet like i had to print porn yeah like magazines and stuff i printed like it off in the family printer and then folded it up and kept in my pocket was it color black and white ah, i was coloring i <laughs> so so stressful waiting at the printer and it was taking ages and you could just see like a head and a pair of tits and i'm like hurry up yeah. mom and dad's walking about the house it's like <laughs> and, and even if, like if i think about it like like, I'm so desensitized now. No, that's the problem. I'm so desensitized. And that's quite bad because some people who are more vulnerable personalities may go right down really dark routes uh, oh, to get right. their thrill. And, and that's what leads to a lot of people being like going down a very bad path and, and ending up a registered sex offender or like a, a yeah. pedophile because they just. They just are on set. I don't really understand the inner psyche of a pedophile personally, but like that might be a potential route where they just they go down a dark route and they're just in the search of that like thrill, maybe. And they and porn is that's what's so bad about porn. Porn allows that. Porn, well, porn has categories. It, porn has categories yeah. of like stepdad and teen girl or something like that. Yeah, and that is that is very close to the bone with. Like it's like incest as well. And it's very close to the bone of what it's portraying. It's basically portraying pedophiles, isn't it really? Like it's basically trying to give people that sort of well, thrill. Well, it depends. A it person was... depends. There was, there was, sorry, there's an example, sorry. I interrupted you, I'm talking a lot. Um, it was this, this woman, this girl was, has a, a boyfriend and she has, he, he has a stepdaughter. She's like eight and he is the stepdad. So he, she met her later on. And the 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 girlfriend found on his porn history like stepdad, yeah, stepdaughter yeah, like porn. Yeah, yeah. And she's concerned that he might do something ridiculous, and that could be Bad. totally innocent on I, his part. But he has always searched as as that. Does that is that a warning sign? Would you say that's a warning sign? I don't know if I would condemn that type or category of porn. Mm-hmm. See in this book, they talk about this type of like real taboo porn. See those fantasies? They're normal. There's a reason that's a category. Mm-hmm. So this book sort of frames that like the mother-son, the, the father-daughter thing is a normal fantasy. And he explains in the book why that is a normal fantasy and why we actually can't help that we have that fantasy. That doesn't actually link to, yeah, if you watch that, you're more likely to be mm-hmm. a paedophile. These things are normal. His issue is that when it goes in that online route, it becomes very dark and hard to control. Whereas if you discuss that fantasy with your partner of like, look, I've always had this like sort of thing. It's like a role play. If you discuss that, it is in a safe environment with two adults who trust each other. And it it won't get to that level because you're able to express that sort of fantasy and understand what it feels like to sort of like be part of that fantasy. And you do get, the difference, I don't think it necessarily links to like, oh, that's it. I'm only attracted to like mothers. 
it, I don't think it's that simple, but I think the web, that's why porn is so difficult. The fantasy is not the issue, I think. And certainly in that book, he frames it as like, any of this can be done safely and and it's normal, but it's where it's not controlled. It's not reined in at all online because you could actually look at maybe a real young girl online and try and f- the fantasy gets darker and darker and yeah. darker and you're n- because you just can't fulfill that it's last just, fix. I guess it's the same with like the... Like rape porn, like the one that like they, they do like the fake yeah. rape, and that's like so dark. Obviously, the majority of people won't. They'll they'll carry out in a, a like they'll have rough sex and a, a, a their partner or whatever, and both people will want it. But that in that very basis, these porn is often outlets to people who are not stable and able to make right decisions. It's like having a a channel that shows murder because people like murderers are able to have like it's like movie, gruesome movies like probably the best way to say it people have an outlet of to fantasy and actually visualize it and a rapist can have a visualize and a, a pedophile can have a visualize of it on porn yeah. and obviously movies are controlled in the sense that they are like they're not on a they're not i know there is movies on the internet but like the po- the internet is so large and so dark in areas that people yeah. could get to what they, they call the dark web and yeah and that's the kind of horrible route that you your your mind your cynical mind can go down and go and I, like i would come to the conclusion that like no porn is better than any porn no porn is better than any porn yeah i would totally agree with that the, the issue isn't the issue isn't the fantasy the issue is the porn that enables the vulnerable or dangerous person the routes it takes like I, if it's I, controlled it's, a, it's fine like i mean but the routes it well like that rape fantasy that rape fantasy is explained in that book as well it's like it's just a thing that control that of it's control it's power it's, and, yeah. it, it just is the way it is and they're not all easily explainable or and that's why they're a taboo topic because they're hard to talk about and people do think oh they insinuate things from it but I think the fantasy isn't the issue. It's the the untethered like availability and like degradation of people within the videos, and then all the things that come behind the scenes of that. And it's just such a dirty industry and such a negative enabler for people who cannot control it. They can't actually do that with anyone in a safe environment, and they go down that. I, I guess it's the same kind of connotations that people have with like video games and they say that yeah like, like GTA. Shoot, gta and <laughs> shooting games are bad for people and children because it gives them ideas mm-hmm. but the idea that so like i truly believe like someone who's a rapist a pedophile, the idea is always there it, it's a it's a it, it kind of makes it grow mm-hmm. but you don't just watch a video game and become a, a, a yeah. criminal and you don't watch a porno and become a rapist or a pedophile yeah like it's like unfortunately i think it's deep rooted in something that's happened in your life over a long period of time so it's probably the same as a video game it's just it's got it i think i feel like it i feel like porn as a whole probably it's got out of hand it's too big to control mm-hmm. and that's why I'm saying that no porn, I think having no porn at all, what is the detrimental, like we've, we've, talk, we've talked about the good, there's very few goods, what is the detrimental The fact? goods could be solved with plenty of other things, so education was one of them, so that's tick, that just sort the education of porn out, I actually describe the kids what it is so they know what they're doing. Um, I, I agree, I, I think. Like a Kama Sutra book is more than enough. Yeah. 
technically because like it gives you true expectations or like total ethical porn plus to be honest i mean although me and you're saying we didn't know what to do we managed to do okay what's that although me and you're saying we didn't know what to do and that's the issue and I do get we could have been yeah, educated. Yeah, it's a natural there. thing that you... We, we did work it out. Yeah, it's a natural thing. Your first time is supposed to be awkward and it's supposed to be a learning curve for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just don't... I, I struggle to think of what benefit porn brings society as a whole. And it's... A, so it's addictive and one of the biggest things is that I'm sure... Hopefully this figure's right, but I think 200 million manners are lost to porn imagine how much that went up during the pandemic when people were working from home <laughs> i know so like 200 million manners are lost to porn a year and that's like time that you could be reading like keeping up with talking to recent affairs you could be i making relationships building relationships reading books like and it's very contentious in the country right now is that whether porn should be some sort of censorship should be present in porn just now and I would probably say, well, especially based on this conversation, yes. Some sort of, it's a consenting censorship. It's us saying, look, as a society, we understand that this is detrimental for all the ways we've just went through over the past like half an hour. And therefore, yeah, censor it. It's, it's simple. The, the way like a movie is an 18 or whatever, that should be the, the limits on porn. Like right now, anyone can get like... I don't think there's any sort of like form of restriction. Like if you're 16, you should be able, if you're 16, you should be allowed porn because you can have sex. You can essentially legally to have sex. But anyone under 16 shouldn't be able to look at that. They sh- I know people have sex under 16. Not a big problem. But they should be, they shouldn't be going into it based on what's on porn. But this is why we should. Not a good avenue. But we need to be willing to self-sacrifice. We need to be willing to sacrifice our. It's easy for us to say we're. We're in our 30s, we've had the, the glory days of porn. <laughs> but we need to be willing to sacrifice that, like, privacy, because that's the big issue, is that it's privacy concerns. Well, if we need to verify who you are, then you technically don't have your privacy when you're looking online. I mean, if, if, uh, if the government want to know what you're doing, they'll know. Like, your IP address is on everything. Like, why do you think that people always get caught for searching these dodgy websites? It's not because of their IP. Yeah. I, I think... As a society, we should be more open to just being like, yeah, do you know what we give? We give a certain privacy level up. It's for the protection of the young and it's for the vulnerable. The ben- the yeah, and the benefit of wider society of like, there is a lot of lost time. So that book again, because I, I hate claiming things are mine. So that's why I keep saying that book said that book went through like how detrimental it is to like human creativity and human learning because and studying like when you're at uni because there is nothing that can compete with porn there is nothing like while you're watching porn you'd sell your child and your wife for one more click do you know because I, I'm, you just I'm listening to you say stop. this and i'm just thinking we should do an episode on social media because this is the same it's the same converse it's basically the same conversation t for t everything that you've said uh, you nothing could, could compare you to could social s- media that click that scroll yeah well, I think it's very valid, and eh? porn's just the same. Porn's even worse because it's like... Pleasure. It's far more addictive. It's constant pleasure and it's whatever pleasure you want. There's almost no negative because you search what you like and you find what you like and that's you, you're away. And I do think you're less likely to be able to concentrate on things during life. There is no way you're going to sit down and read a book if you could 
look at porn instead. It's just not happening. It just isn't. How do you read books then? <laughs> Dual screen. <laughs> just reading a novel on one side and then porn on the other. Hardcore. I I think I, I agree. Like I think it's been quite it's quite easy to agree on on that basis because I just as a man I should have a more of a like a, a more positive view upon but I, I just generally can't like I, I just don't see the benefit of it I don't know how you change it you, you, you can't oh, the only way you change it is if everyone stopped watching it because there's no money in the industry you, you can't do that there's so much money in it not, and the way the world saying, people could stop watching it though yeah people could stop watching it but there's no way that the industry would stop because there's so much money involved in it no I think it would stop because the only way the money only comes from views yeah, but you, that's what I'm saying. You're not going to get everyone else to do it. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Everyone would need to like just kill it, man. Nah, no chance. Absolutely no chance. Five minutes a week. You're limited <laughs> to that. I don't know, man. I think there needs to be something, um, but definitely some sort of censorship. You go get tokens it. at the government. Go, oh, can I get my porn tokens? <laughs> yes. Aye, it's like a gas meter. A TV. That- oh, I've got 10p <laughs> left. <laughs> Have a quicken. I don't know, like, there's an element of, yes, I get it, but then there's an element, like, I don't like this big brother of, like, like the U, U, U government just co- covering, uh, controlling everything you do. But it's self-censored, it needs to be us that are saying, we yeah. want it censored. Yeah. It's the same reason we make, I don't know, drink driving illegal. As a society, we agree it's the right thing to do, so you just do it, and you just go, well, that's illegal now, can I do that? Slightly more dangerous, I guess. <laughs> You know, you're not going <laughs> to whack yourself into killing someone. <laughs> well, we just discussed it, you might. Aye, aye, true. I mean, indirectly, it's a lot more indirectly. It is a it? lot more indirect. I'll give you that. Aye. I don't know. I I don't know how you would like as a as individuals listen to this. You probably you should maybe think to yourself, would would I actually get from that? Would I be better just sleeping with my partner and experience it with my partner and or just use my imagination? The imagination is a wonderful tool. If you don't use it, it will wither away. Yes, you're right, if yeah. you use it, mm-hmm. it will stay strong. <laughs> and if you, if we are bang in the middle of World War Three, you're going to need that imagination. Just think about it that way. Because uh, porn, they'll know of time. Maybe porn there, no. Um, I think, I think, if try, I would say every try, try stop watching it. Try use your imagination, right? And talk to your partner about one fantasy. Be bold as brass. Just one of them. Choose a simple one if you want. You'll be surprised at the answers you get. And then you are, whoo, you're away down Down a a crazy rabbit hole in the bedroom. Yeah, I think that's that's good advice. I think that's very good advice. Because in a relationship, openness and honesty is the best thing. You'll find that one, just one wee trigger could set off a chain reaction of events and you end up Before you know it, she's swinging from trapeze. (laughs) We got it. You're lying in the bottom in the ball pit. (laughs) So, have you got anything else to say about porn? No, I, th- I think that's quite a a good summary. Uh, that felt nice. It felt rounded. Yeah, I think I think we've gave our opinion, and like in my opinion, it would be better with no porn or a censorship of who can get on and when they can get on. Because I think, as an individual, I don't think it's like that healthy for for a pe- person for me. Like, to I think it's easy to get addicted and stuff. And a more vulnerable person can go down quite dark routes that's not really necessary. 
Yeah. Because it can be avoided. 100%. Give it a go at home. Talk to your missus. Talk to your fella. Aye. I talk to your man. Um, I think that rounds it up quite well, though. Yeah. Right, okay. And are we going to, like, to our audience, are we going to continue doing episodes or is this two and then we'll see you again in August? Uh, I'm quite happy to keep going. This was nice to do, to do last week's one was obviously necessary and to do this week's one I really enjoyed this topic so I think that's us thanks mate I enjoyed it I hope everyone else enjoyed it because I enjoyed that one and we do no usual sign off